0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Welcome to the Project Life Mastery podcast. I'm Stephan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, Mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin.
2: Hey everyone, this is Stephen James. Welcome to the Life Mastery Accelerator. And today I'm going to share with you how to break bad habits and how to create new habits of success. We are creatures of habits. We are all habitual beatings. In fact, there was a study that was done at Duke University in 2006 that 40%, 40% of what we do every day is a habit and not conscious decisions that we're making. And we could not survive without our habits because our biochemical responses and things that we do from when we wake up to when we go to bed, to driving in your car, to doing your job each day, to how you eat and how you think and the emotions that you experience, Most of these are habits, and for you as a human being to think about everything all the time would overwhelm you so much because there's always so many things that are happening within ourselves that it's useful for us to be on automatic pilot, but at times our habits can limit us. They can hold us back, and when I refer to habits here, guys, I'm not just talking about actions and behaviors. That's one element. I want you to also think about your emotions and your thoughts. You can habitually have experienced the emotion of depression and sadness and anger and loneliness. And the more that you experience it, the more you feed that habit and the more it becomes part of who you are. It becomes an automatic response. Uh, Same thing with your thoughts overthinking, gossiping, criticizing, judging others and yourself is a habit, habitual way of thinking that you've done again and again and again, that when you do something so much and it becomes an automatic part of yourself, you start to believe that that is who you are, and it's not. You're so much more than that. That's just a pattern that you've run again and again and again, so our habits rule our lives, and Really what I want you to think about is the habits you have in your life. You have some habits that are great, that are amazing And in our society. There's so many incredible things that are the result of habits, whether it's a great musician, a great singer, a great professional athlete, entrepreneur, someone that has a talent at anything, is someone that has conditioned themselves and practiced to make that habit an automatic part that they can perform that at such an incredible level that we respect and look up to Someone that's extremely happy and joyful and abundant and grateful and loving and accepting and compassionate, hardworking, disciplined, those are habits that are positive habits. But at the same time, someone that's always living in depression, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, sadness, and indulging in a lot of impulsive negative actions and behaviors are things that you might consider to be negative habits. And the more that you spend time in that, the more that that can become part of who you are. I remember there's a great saying that goes, there's two wolves inside of us. And there's a good wolf and there's a bad wolf. Which wolf wins? Whichever one that you feed. If you feed the bad habits, the bad wolf, that one, you breathe life into it, becomes alive, it grows. You feed the good ones, that's the one that's gonna win and is gonna grow. So you gotta be careful what habits you feed and what I want you to do is to cultivate awareness, awareness about your habits and to be honest with yourself about your habits to try to identify are the habits that you have right now in your life, are they really serving you? Are they allowing you to live the life that you wanna live? Are they helping you to become the person that you wanna be? Are they habits of excellence that are helping you have a great life? or are they habits of mediocrity? Are they habits of settling in your life and preventing you from living the life you want to live? Are they habits of addiction, a negative addiction? Uh, Are they habits that are moving you away from the life that you want and moving away from love and happiness and abundance and success? Only you can really answer that. And you know there's some circumstances where people have addictions that are very deep rooted but they can't recognize they don't have that awareness and the honesty to confront it and realize that there's a negative component of it that's holding them back and and one of the biggest things that prevents an addict from changing or getting help is denial because that addiction and these habits you get certain things from them they meet and fulfill your needs and so for example there's a a show on oprah uh, where this li- her life coach was named Ayana and she was coaching this couple that I was watching and uh, she was doing an intervention with them and helping them with a the relationship and Ayana said to the woman or to the man rather said that your wife tells me that you have a drinking problem and he said no I don't he was in denial about it but then when she asked him how much do you drink he said I, I drank two to three beers a day it was a problem but he couldn't see it he didn't want to admit it he didn't want to acknowledge it he was too attached to that. And meanwhile, it was problematic for his wife, problematic in the relationship, it's problematic for your health. But he didn't have the awareness or the ability to be honest about that, to realize it was holding him back and relationship. But when you have such an addiction, it's very difficult to see that sometimes until it's too late and it does blow up your life. So awareness, honesty is key. So listen, I want to give you some examples of some habits that are disempowering ones, that you might want to think about changing. And what I want you to do, I want you to right now write down one, two, or three habits that are bad habits in your life that you want to change. And as we go through this training, I want you to be aware and go through this with that in mind of the habit that you want to change in your life. Okay, so what are some negative habits, bad habits? And I think for honest, there are certain habits that you might be aware of. There's a great quote, by the way, from Aristotle. I wrote it down. I want to share it with you. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act but a habit. Okay, so that's a great quote that I remind myself of. So let me give you some examples. Procrastination. Saying that I'm going to do it later. Always putting things off. Never finishing things and never doing what you say. Bad habit. Laziness eating junk food, and all of these can be done in moderation. So eating junk food once in a while is okay, but if you're overindulging, if it's every day, if it's leading to obesity and health problems and compromising your energy, then that's a negative habit that might be limiting you in your life. Sleeping in, hitting the snooze button, staying up too late, not getting enough sleep, binging on social media spending too much time on Facebook and Instagram and just mindlessly like a zombie scrolling through and feeding yourself with all of that. Binge-watching YouTube videos or even Netflix. Watching pornography, very toxic. I've talked about this before. Gambling, which again, moderation once in a while is okay, but if you can't stop if it's causing problems in your relationship with your finances, with your mental health, your emotional well-being, then that's something that you, of course, want to look at. Uh, Shopping, you know, you can overshop, spend too much. Some people in the habit of spending too much money and that can kind of be like a drug where you always get this high, you know, spending buying clothes or buying whatever, things you don't really need and it could be a negative thing for your finances. Drinking alcohol, smoking marijuana, drinking too much caffeine, okay? overdrinking. if you're having three, four cups a day or you can't stop and you're so dependent you can't function on it, that might be something you might wanna look at. Overworking, overworking, there's actually, you know, I've, I've studied the 12 steps and it originated with Alcoholics Anonymous and there's many different 12 step groups and there's one called Workaholics Anonymous. Overachievers, overworkers, anonymous, which can be a problem. People that sacrifice time with their family, they never spend time with their kids, they're on vacation and they can't, you know, not look at the phone and they're so addicted to work that it becomes problematic in other parts of their lives. Overthinking, overanalyzing, where it gets you a point of analysis paralysis. You can't take action or do anything because you overthink too much gossiping. Oh my gosh, such a bad one. I had this in my family, even to this day with certain family members, always gossip, 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 talking about other people all the time. Uh, Worrying too much, over worrying about everything, things that are not even appropriate things to worry about. Judging and criticizing others or yourself, right? Being critical all the time of other people and, and yourself as well. People pleasing can be a bad habit. You're always sacrificing your needs to always please make other people happy. Negative thinking, uh, anger and overreacting, always being annoyed, irritated, and having an anger problem when you're always triggered from things and you go to that as a habit. Things like biting your nails, and I can go on and on and on. So what are one, two, or three Okay, maybe some from my list, maybe not at all. Let me know if you're you're live right now, post in the chat. What's one or two or three habits that you wanna change? I'll give you 10, 15 seconds to think of a few. At least come up with one, okay, at least one so that you can really benefit the most from this training. Okay, you got one, got at least one habit, maybe two, maybe three, Uh, great. Write that down, okay, hopefully you have a journal you're writing down some of the stuff I'm gonna share with you because I wanna show you and teach you some techniques that are practical that you can do to help free yourself from that bad habit but also to create a new one. Now, here's what you gotta know that's very important and this is something you gotta write down, okay? To break a habit, you must make a habit, okay? I'm going to say that again. To break a habit, you must make a habit. You've got to replace this bad habit with something new. And if you don't consciously do this, when you break a habit, then sure enough, you're going to fill it up with something else that most often can be a negative habit. People, they smoke cigarettes, they stop smoking, they replace that with eating junk food. They you know eat junk food, they stop that, they replace that with smoking marijuana. And oftentimes people just trade one addiction, one bad habit for another bad habit. So being conscious of this is very, very important. To break a habit, you must make a habit. And ideally a habit that fulfills the same need that that original habit provided for you. Because one thing you're gonna learn is that all of these habits, good and bad, serve a positive intention for you in your life. And you might not consciously be aware of that, but even whatever the worst addiction that you might have, there's a positive intention that it's providing for you, a benefit, and that's why you still indulge in it. Sometimes that's a source of comfort. Sometimes it helps you cope with things that you're uncomfortable with in your life, stress and problems, and you don't know how to deal with certain emotions that arise. And so that bad habit is a way for you to get immediate gratif- gratification, comfort, and help relieve and provide release. And remove pressure from yourself or to escape or to numb yourself. And it serves a purpose and a function and it's providing something for you that we need to recognize and mature to realize that perhaps there's a more empowering and more sustainable way long term that I can still meet that need and that I don't need to indulge any further in this way of being anymore. When you realize that, then you can really create some true freedom and replace and create some new powerful habits that still save, serve that same function and that same purpose the other one did and it'll be more sustainable and better for your life and your future. Uh, there's a great book called The Power of Habit. The author Charles Duhigg, Charles he wrote, quote, we know that a habit cannot be eradicated. It must instead be replaced. Okay, so this is a man who did in-depth, in-depth research on habits. And it's a fantastic book where he did a lot of research on a lot of this information of what I'm sharing with you. So how do you define a habit? I want to give you guys a definition. A habit is automatically reacting to external stimuli. It's unconscious. You don't think about it. It's automatic. And your habits almost put you in a trance. So, have you ever had a time, for example, when you're driving in your car, which by the way, driving is a habit. At first, you have to be consciously aware of everything. You know, you gotta put your foot on the gas, you have to look ahead, you have to look in your rearview mirror, you gotta look to the sides, you have to turn on your signals, you gotta keep distance between cars, you gotta be aware of your speed limit. If you're driving stick shift, you gotta be aware of the different gears, right? As well as being aware of the direction and the map and where you're going. So Driving is something that consciously, there's a lot of things happening simultaneously, and that's why when you're first learning to drive, it can be a little bit overwhelming. But eventually what happens is your brain figures out a way to do it efficiently, and you cultivate the habit so that it's automatic. And now today, you go into a trance when you drive, especially when you're taking that same route every single day to work, or you know going to school each day. If you ever had a time where you're driving the car, 30 minutes goes by just like that, and you wake up out of your trance, you're like, oh my God, who's been driving for the last 30 minutes? It's because when you go into a trance, you're focused more inward and you don't even realize everything that has just been automatically happening. So riding a bike, a lot of these things, again, 40% of what you do every day is a habit. And becoming aware of that is very, very key, but they're automatic. You're not consciously aware of what you're doing. You're just automatically responding to things. So let me ask you this. What's the opposite? What's the opposite of a habit? Do you know? Can anybody tell me? What would you say is the opposite of a habit? One word. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the opposite of a habit. Because mindfulness allows you to be acutely aware of what your thoughts are, your triggers, your actions, to to be aware of what's happening and going on rather than just automatically responding. It's watching and observing is really what mindfulness is about. So let me give you a definition of mindfulness that you can write down. Mindfulness is paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, without judgment, not automatically reacting to external stimuli. Okay, I'll say that again. Mindfulness is paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment. So you're not thinking about the future, you're not thinking about the past, you're actually being mindful of exactly what is going on right now without judgment and you're not reacting externally to things as many people do. So, mindfulness is one of the most powerful things that we can do to change our life. It's what allows you to make the changes that you want to make, to be acutely aware. Because without awareness, you can't change anything. And I've shared before, one of the best, most important things you can do in your life is mindful meditation. Because what is mindfulness? What is meditation? It allows you to watch and observe your thoughts your feelings and your reactions, to not act on them, but just observe and to watch without judgment, without criticism, without even trying to change it, but we're just doing aware and observing. And when you can observe yourself and how you're behaving, now you have the ability to choose something else instead. In fact, uh, one of my favorite apps that I use every day is called the Calm app, Calm. Uh, there's another one called Headspace. Uh, You can get it on your phone, fantastic. I like the Calm app, and um, in it, there's actually a mindfulness training. And one of the exercises that they guide you through is how to use mindfulness with your eyes open. Because you can meditate with your eyes closed, you can also do it with your eyes open. Most of us, we live our lives with our eyes open. And so uh, the exercise is, and often I go outside and I do this, and I spend maybe 10, 15 minutes doing this, it's very powerful, but I get very much in touch with my senses, so the senses of seeing, hearing, and feeling. And so what I'll do is I focus this on my breath and relax myself, and I notice, I notice where my attention goes. So for example, sometimes my attention might go on something visual. It might be looking at the water, or looking at a bird, or I might be looking at the colors of the trees, or it might be looking at somebody walking their dog, or I might be looking at the sky. And What I do though is I observe that and whenever I put my attention on that, I just say to myself seeing 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 and then when I notice a sound the sound of an airplane the sound of Cars driving by the sound of birds chirping the sound of people walking or the sound of the electricity that you can really hear right now, perhaps in your house. And you can kind of hear that buzz. The sound of my heart beating.
1: This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit
2: Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. The sounds of the thoughts that you might have In your head, you know, certain thinking and thoughts. And when I notice that, when my attention goes to that, I just say hearing. Hearing. Other times I might notice the wind against my skin. Or I might notice how my how my how my skin feels right now up against my shirt. And maybe a specific part, like I can feel right now, this part right here, it's more tight. Or I can feel the gravity pulling me down. I can feel the part of my, my buttocks right now on the chair and the firmness of it, the firmness of the chair. You know, or I can feel my feet in the ground right now and the, the texture of the floor. It's a hardwood floor. And when I notice that and I put my attention to it, I'll say feeling, feeling. So I'll do that for 10 to 15 minutes and I'll just notice and observe. Oh, those are thoughts, hearing, hearing. And then what you'll notice when you do meditation and mindfulness is that your thoughts and your feelings are like waves. They come and they go. You'll have this thought, the thought might seem urgent, it might seem important, it might seem dramatic, it might be negative, it might be positive. I'm not here to judge it, I'm not here to label it even. Just observe it. And it's like a wave that passes by. And then sure enough, there's a new thought. And then there's something else that gets your attention, maybe something you're looking at. And then you might notice like, kind of like an itch on your arm or on your face you know, like you want to, you know, scratch the the itch and just being observant of that and not even feeling the need to act on it, not to be impulsive, not to just observe it. Because oftentimes we have these temptations to act on our thoughts or these feelings or these sensations rather than just observing it. This is one of the most powerful things you can do, my friends. It brings you right to the present moment. And when you realize these are waves, they come and they go. And you'll have a new thought and the next thought and the next thought and the next thought, the next emotion, the next sensation, the next thing to look at, it comes and goes. You don't have to act, you just observe and you watch. And you don't create any meaning or attachment to it. And really what I wanna teach you, and what I'm teaching you today, is how to ride those waves. I'm teaching you how to surf. If you're in the ocean, and you're out there on a surfboard, there's waves that you can choose which ones you wanna ride. Or you just choose to lay on your board and the wave kinda comes and it goes and there might be a bigger one coming. You might wanna ride that one or you can choose not to, but there's always a new wave. And mindfulness helps you to realize within ourselves what's going on, what's really going on within ourselves. And to not have to use one of these bad habits as a way to cope or to numb or to escape, but to give us a different choice instead. Is this making sense to you? I hope it is, let me continue. What I want to teach you guys is something called the habit cycle. Okay, the habit cycle. There's three parts to the habit cycle. We're gonna break this down. The first one is a trigger. The second one is a thought. The third one is an action. Okay, so say it again, say it with me. Trigger, thought, action, good. Okay, let's break this down, what's the trigger? A trigger is an instant energy shift in the body from positive to negative, okay? It's a shift within the body that you feel triggered and you feel some sort of negative emotion or you might feel some sort of, it might trigger a certain thought, but it's something that will trigger the thoughts, which is what will then trigger and lead to the action. So, The key to this, and what mindfulness helps us to do, is to become acutely aware of your triggers. And these triggers are biologically hardwired. They're not gonna go away, you will always be triggered. Because certain triggers are incredibly important for our survival. So for example, biologically we're hardwired to crave and to consume high calorie foods, high high fat, high sugar foods. Why, because it's for our survival. And so you always will be triggered around junk food or sweets or certain foods that are so appetizing, okay? Because biologically, we're hardwired to consume that as a form of our survival. As human beings, we lived in feast and for famine. So we'd either go days in some cases without food, and then we would feast. And when you would feast, oftentimes storing that food as body fat in the body When you consume a lot of calories, is for your survival because when you go into a famine, your body's able to use that stored energy source for your survival so that you can function. Okay, so that's hardwired into you. And you know, this whole three meals a day is a modern way of eating. We didn't have access to food like that hundreds, thousands of years ago. So these are things that are always gonna trigger us. You can't change that trigger. Sex is also a trigger. It's part of our survival. As human beings, we're created to procreate. It's one of the purposes that a human being has. Biologically, it's for us to procreate with the opposite sex and to produce offspring. And we produce with other people that have high genes that can ensure the survival of that offspring. That's how humanity has gone forward and how we're able to live in this day and age today. Okay, Without that survival mechanism in our brains, human beings would not procreate for thousands and thousands of years. We would not be here today. That is a biological trigger that human beings have, and it's hardwired, and you will always be triggered. We live in a different day and age today that uh, thousands of years ago is where we have things like pornography and sex on TV and, and, and being advertised to us um, and all of these sort of things that can trigger us that we have to be aware of. Okay? And that will always be a hardwired response that we'll have that will feel the triggers to those things. Okay? Even pursuing money and success and things like that can be triggers as part of our hardwired selfish gene as, you know, Dawkins calls it, that helps to ensure that we increase our status, which ultimately helps us procreate with higher you know, high-status genes as well to ensure survival of our offspring. So very important to understand that these triggers are always going to be there. But we must change our relationship with them. That's what we can do. We can change our relationship to these triggers. The second one was thoughts. Thoughts, ha- thoughts happen fast. Most of us are not consciously aware of our thoughts. Most of us, they're automatic. We go about the day. We're busy, busy, busy. Thoughts come and go. And Often when people are not aware, they don't slow it down, they just act on impulse, okay? And their impulse is automatic pilot. Now, the thoughts that we really want to pay attention to here are we want to pay attention to the trigger, okay, and be aware of that and more mindful of this and slow things down in our lives to catch it. But also number two is recognize the negative, limiting, or self-deprecating thoughts, Those are the ones that lead to most often these bad habits that we have. So what would be limiting, negative, self-deprecating thoughts? Well, what are the ones that show up for you? What do you say to yourself? What goes on in your head? Are you even aware of them? Have you ever written them down and journaled them and actually dissected what your thoughts are? Is it you saying to yourself, I'm not good enough? I'm a loser. I'm a piece of shit. You know, I'll do it later, I'll I'll procrastinate, I'll do it later. I always do this. I don't care, I don't care about this, I don't care anymore, why even bother? What are those negative thoughts that you have? And in fact, what I want you to do right now, let's do something right now, let's make this more practical. I want you to take 60 seconds, one minute, and in silence right now, I want you to think about, well, I don't want you to think about anything actually, what I want you to do is I want you just to watch and observe your thoughts, but write down, write down for the next 60 seconds what are the thoughts that you have that show up in the next 60 seconds, you're going to write them down in quotations as they appear. If it's negative, write it down, if it's positive, who cares, just whatever thoughts that show up, negative, positive, write it down in quotations as it shows up, even if it sounds crazy, stupid, disgusting. Just write it down, 60 seconds, go. 10 more seconds, it can be any thought. Become aware of your thoughts. Okay, and wrap it up. So this is an exercise, what you can do is journal and notice and observe your thoughts. These thoughts are not you. In fact, we all have the same thoughts. They're not original, they're not unique. All these thoughts are recycled thoughts that human beings have had for thousands and thousands of years okay so you don't have to associate to your thoughts you don't have to attach meaning to them you don't have to believe your thoughts even you just watch you just observe and you say oh that's interesting you have a curiosity of your thoughts and when you write them down you can learn about yourself and see which thoughts are habitual that continuously show up for you in your life okay maybe it's a thought about work maybe it's thought about a relationship maybe it's a thought about me maybe it's a thought about yourself Maybe it's a thought about what you gotta to do tomorrow or today. Write them down. Learn about them and become aware of them. So trigger, thought, and then action. Action is when you act out on that. You take action based on what your trigger, triggering your thought is and most often that action is what leads you to the behavior of whatever it is that you're indulging in. But being aware of those two things before that even occurs is what will give you the power to change it. So. To do this successfully, to, 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 to make this shift in yourself with any habit, you must become aware of the habit, this habit cycle, okay? You must create space, space between the trigger, the thought, and the action. You got to slow that down and become consciously and acutely aware of what's happening in order to break that cycle. That's the only way. Because in that space, you can watch, you can observe, you can say, hey, wow, you know, I noticed this. And you have space now to not allow that trigger to lead to the thought or to not allow that thought to lead you to the action. And you have the power of choice. There's a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. It's written by Viktor Frankl. Uh, Viktor Frankl was a psychiatrist. He... uh, is an Austrian psychiatrist, but he got locked up in a Nazi con- concentration camp in Auschwitz, and uh, in this environment of so much suffering, is really horrific. And he describes it in his book, which is a fantastic, classic book. I highly recommend it. And he determined that in every event, every experience of life, there's meaning to be found. There's meaning in every part of life, and it's our search of meaning and association association the power that we have to choose an empowering meaning out of a negative event or suffering that allows us to really live a meaningful life. There's one quote here that he wrote that he wrote that I want to share with you. He says, "Between stimulus and response there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom." So, Realize that you have the power of choice, but the only way you overcome these habitual automatic things is through awareness and mindfulness. This is the cycle. What's that trigger, the thought, and what leads to that action? You become acutely aware of that. You have the power to choose something else instead or to not indulge in that habit any further. And At the beginning, it's difficult. This is new. It's a new skill. It's a new practice. The more you cultivate it, the more power that you have in your life because you're not just reacting to things in life, you can choose a new alternative, a better alternative that can move you in a better direction. So let me give you some exercises here that you can do before we dive into the Q&A. One, journal your thoughts. I recommend doing it every day. I use a journal, this is my journal. I travel with my journals and I've got many of them and I like to write down some of my thoughts and feelings and the things that come up. Journaling has been proven to help people with mental health, a lot of incredible benefits to journaling that's been proven, so very powerful. The next thing is a technique I wanna share with you called wrong thought right. Wrong thought right, okay? Here's how it works. You have a negative thought, a self-deprecating thought, a limiting thought. You say to yourself, wrong thought. So you say to yourself, I'm not good enough. Wrong thoughts. wrong thought, wrong thought, and then you replace it with the right thought. So you say, I'm not good enough. Wrong thought. I am good enough. I'm a good person. I'm doing the best that I can in this life. I'm growing every single day. I am worthy and I am deserving. Okay, you say to yourself, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like it. I'll do it later. Wrong thought. Wrong thought. I'm going to do this now. Now is all there is and I'm worth it. And I want this goal, this result. I'm committed to it. I'm an action taker in my life. I'm going to execute and I'm going to do this. I'm not a procrastinator. This is who I am this is the action that I'm gonna take, okay? So you catch and you become aware when the negative thought shows up, you catch yourself and you say wrong thought and then you replace it with the right thought. You do that, you'll start to condition yourself and become more than just that, become aware. Become aware of these thoughts when they arise. So that's a very powerful technique that you can do. I also recommend the mindfulness meditation as an assignment, at least 10 minutes a day Get the Calm, get the Headspace app, I like Calm. Uh, They have a 10-minute meditation that you can do. Very powerful, that's gonna help you as well slow down your thoughts, slow down your mind, because most of us, we have overactive minds, overactive thoughts. Slow it down and help you observe and become more aware. Very powerful. I'm not gonna go too much into this one because I've already shared it in other training videos. Accountability, when you're creating a new habit, Having someone else you're accountable to can really ensure that you stick with that more long-term. Lots of studies and research to prove that. The other thing that I mentioned that can be very powerful, I'll go over real quick, is recognizing that your negative habits, behaviors, ways of being have positive attributes. And you could even journal and write out what those are. And one thing that I like to do, it's very powerful, is to write a thank you letter to yourself rather not to yourself, but a thank you letter to that addiction, that habit, that behavior. So you might write a thank you letter thanking this habit for what it's provided for you in your life. You might write and say, dear dear procrastination or dear binge eating, thank you for always being there for me. Thank you for being there for me in my hardest times, the most stressful moments of my life the challenges, the failures I've gone through. You've always been there where I knew that by going to you and indulging in these foods, I can get immediate pleasure and I could escape and I can change how I felt and I can feel all this comfort and feel differently. And You've always been there and you helped me during those times in my life. Thank you. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for you know, giving me the pleasure and, and a, a thrill, a sense of adventure every time uh, you know, I've, I've reached out to you. So you acknowledge the positive attributes and the needs that it was helping you fulfill. And then what you do is you write a goodbye letter. So, you know, dear addiction, dear habit, goodbye. I'm sorry we can't be together anymore. I'm in a different stage of my life. I've grown. I'm an adult now. I'm a man. I'm a, man, I'm a woman. I'm not a kid. I'm not a child. You served a, a purpose for me in my past. But... You're starting to affect me in a negative way. You're holding me back. You're leading to obesity. You're leading to failure. You're leading to mediocrity. You're preventing me from having a great relationship. And no more. You know, I I, I appreciate what you've done and how you've been there, but I need to go in this different path now, this different direction. And you're going to write as if you're breaking up with it because these habits are almost like a different side of yourself. It's a different personality and you need to learn how to remove yourself from it. And it might always be there, but you have to choose to put other parts of you in charge in your life and not feed that bad wolf and allow it to grow and disempower your life any further than it already has. So that can be a very freeing and powerful exercise to write those letters. Okay, so assignments come up with one to three habits you wanna change. Journal your triggers and thoughts, become more aware of them, expose them, learn about them, use the wrong thought right technique, practice mindfulness meditation, 10 minutes a day or more, and uh, you can do the thank you or the goodbye letter as well, okay? So that is the assignment for you guys. Uh, I really hope that you guys implement what I've shared with you because it can really change your life in so many incredible ways. uh, When you cultivate this level of awareness and you set up more of these and create, Powerful, incredible habits in your life because that's really what's going to get you to where you want to go. You are what you repeatedly do every day. Okay, remember that. That's what Aristotle said.
1: Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value,